It's the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 59. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne. I'm your host on this journey. Thank you once again for tuning back in to another episode of the show. As always, if this is your first time coming across this podcast and you've absolutely no idea what it's all about, let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here. Each episode, we bring you no-nonsense, real, right-to-the-point podcast banter on business, career, and life. Maybe you're somebody who's always wanted to start a business or get started in a particular career path, this is the podcast for you. You've come to the right place and we're going to have something which is going to help you along on your journey. Now, you may have noticed over the past couple of episodes, we have been mixing up the format just a little bit where we have been making the podcast more available through some of the live formats which are now available. We're broadcasting live on LinkedIn. We're also going out on YouTube and also on Twitter and Facebook. So keep an eye out for the announcements on when the podcast is going out live where you can join that live uh, interactive experience where you can ask questions directly to the guest as the podcast is going out live. But if you're not listening live today, I want to say a huge welcome to you on Spotify, on Stitcher Radio and on iTunes. And don't forget, if you can rate and review the podcast, ratings and reviews are really important and they do help people find out about the show. We've got a great episode lined up for you today. We are talking all about lean. Now, that's a term you may have heard before, a lean organization or a lean business, or you might have even heard of lean techniques in business. But what does that actually mean? So today on the show, we're chatting with my good friend, Tom Hughes, who has just released his first book. And Tom is going to be talking all about the book, but also why improvement starts with I. And that is the title of Tom's book, A Practical Guide to Building an Extraordinary Lean Culture Within Your Business or Your Organization. Organization. But we're not just talking about businesses and organizations today. That's the great thing about this episode of the podcast. We're actually going to be talking about how lean can help us personally or how a lean approach can help you personally. All right, let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 59 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by CoBabble. CoBabble is a new platform that aims to help you digitize your business. Simple to use, massively powerful, and guaranteed to bring your paper-based archaic processes into the digital age. Leverage technology already in your employees' hands, their smart devices, to help streamline processes, share information, educate, and train your workforce. Whether you have paper-based checklists, forms, or audits that need digitizing, are looking for a better way to communicate with your teams, or are looking to replace your existing system with one that is far more cost-effective, CoBabble is the tool for you. Check out CoBabble.com for more information to request a demo or sign up for a free trial. CoBabble, your digitization partner. I want to say a huge welcome to, once again, to my good friend, my good buddy, Tom Hughes. Tom, thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the podcast. Thank you, Wayne. This is my first ever live podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, it'll be fun. I was just saying, Tom, we're going out right across LinkedIn today. We're on YouTube, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook. And of course, we're going to be repurposing this podcast as well onto Spotify and iTunes. So it's going out all over the place. And I was just giving our listeners a little bit of an introduction this morning about what we're going to talk about. First of all, we're going to be talking about your new book. And I got a copy of that new book recently, and I'm really excited to drill down, do a little bit of a deep dive with you this morning and talk about all... <laughs> 
there it is. Talk about the new book. And I know it's 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 been a bit of a, a, a passion for you. Uh, you've worked extremely hard in this book, but we're going to get to that in a couple of moments. Um, but I want to start off by asking just a few simple questions about your business journey. Because like me, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, we've had many discussions uh, over many cups of coffee about some different business ideas that we may have collaborated on. Uh, we bounced a few things around and we meet up raving regularly. But for our listeners' benefits, can you give our listeners a little bit of an overview on your journey, your business journey to date, Tom? Superb. Yeah, um, I grew up here in Northern Ireland. Uh, I went to university in Birmingham, England, uh, studied engineering there. I had 10 years in automotive supply chain, which is where I first encountered Lean. I was working directly with the Japanese auto manufacturers and first tier supply, practicing lean techniques every day. And then I came back here to Ireland, did an MBA at Trinity College, which was an amazing experience. And I went into a management buyout of a fairly legendary hydraulics company called Olaire, French originated. And uh, we took that from a not very profitable 45 million euro business to nearly 180 million euro and very profitable uh, over a 10 year spell. I was supply chain director first five years, commercial director second five years, exited that uh, almost 10 years ago. Um, but that was a, a more of a high level job. That was a, as a, we were 600 people at the end of that journey and we had a massive culture change during that period. Um, since then, I had about a five or six year spell out of manufacturing engineering and software development most of that time and came back into manufacturing about three, three, four years ago. That's when I first came across two second lean, uh, which I now consider real lean. Um, and uh, and I had my lean uh, epiphany uh, when I came across Two Second Lean. It completely transformed how I viewed lean and how I coach lean with other companies. And it takes it from being a dry, boring, analytical efficiency tool to something that's truly inspirational, can completely transform the culture of any organization. And a big shout out to one of our listeners this morning, Peter Doak, who's tuned in this morning. And Peter's just saying Hi, that Peter. Lean is brilliant. Uh, it's part of how Starbucks built its success. So we've got mm-hmm. Peter tuned in to this episode today. Do keep in mind that if you do have any questions for Tom as we move through our live uh, podcast this morning, please feel free to pop them into the chat. We'll pop those questions up and hopefully Tom will be able to take some time to answer those questions. Now, Tom, you mentioned something really important there a couple of moments ago. You talked about culture and culture is really important within all organizations. T- tell me a little mm-hmm. bit more about why culture is so important. Um, really, everything's built on culture. Even if you're a single one-man band, your organization has a culture. You're the culture. <laughs> so um, culture very much bandied around term and has different meanings for different people. The, the way I define culture, it's your, your values and beliefs and your behaviors every day and where they, where they intersect is your culture. Um, so you reinforce your culture every day, unwittingly or consciously. So is an old saying, uh, I'll try not to be too coarse, but everybody's got a whole. <laughs> every organization has a culture. Every person has a personal culture. So you can build a culture consciously um, or you can in, unintentionally, unconsciously have a culture. And very often in larger organizations, culture is uh, a thing that's on the wall and a, and a proclamation of what we would like the culture to be. But really what culture is, is what happens every day and what gets reinforced every day. That's culture. Now, let's talk a little bit more about the overall aspects of lean within organizations and businesses. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, but lean just isn't specifically a business or an organizational aspect. It -hmm. it can be part of your personal life as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about why it's so important in people's personal lives as well. Well, it's, it's, if we look at 
you know, the technical definition of lean, which puts me to sleep, it's uh, elimination of waste by continuous improvement. <laughs> but uh, no, what when we really simplify that rather dry statement, it's just we can simplify lean down to getting rid of struggle. Uh, that that would, to me would be the, the simplification of lean. Elimination of struggle. Get that out of your life. And whenever you look at your everyday life, you have so many processes. Everything in life is a process or the outcome of a process. So getting the kids out to school in the morning is a process. A challenge. So, yeah, and, it's, <laughs> and for most people... It's a challenge. So, you know, we look at that, well, you know, the typical things. I've been through this. I'm a father of three. Where's the school? Well, you're getting out in the morning. Where's the school bag? Oh, where's my, where's my PE gear? Blah, blah, bloody blah, blah. All of that's a process. You can teach kids lean. And so when you start to, for most people, that dysfunction is every day. And they think that that's, they just become accustomed to this kind of dysfunction all the time. Comfortable in the dysfunction is the term I use. But when you start to see waste and you start to see struggle, and then you decide, oh, I can do, fix what bugs you is a Paul Akers two-second lean uh, phrase, but very pertinent about simplifying lean. So, you know, you can really say lean is seeing waste and seeing struggle and fixing it. So where does that not apply? And what business does that not apply in? What business doesn't have struggle or friction? What person's life doesn't have struggle or friction? Where are my car keys? <laughs> you know, how do, when my daughter tries to use the, we have a ninja cooker, how do I use this thing? Yeah. And she's forgotten again. Oh, can we put the answer where the question is? Can we put some instructions there? So yeah, everything's a process. Yeah, and it's... It's, it's, it is absolutely everyone. Even this morning before I came on to do this podcast, I'm conscious when I woke up this morning, I'm trying to think in my head, I'm trying to run through all the steps that I need to go through in order to get the light switched on, to get the camera working, yeah. to get the background set going, to get, you know, just to get everything right before we go live and we hit mm -hmm. that button. And it is a series of processes. Now, you mentioned a couple of moments ago, uh, tell our listeners a little bit about Paul Aker. Uh, yeah. Who is Paul? Tell us a little bit about Paul. Uh, I know I've been following Paul as well. There was an app that, that came out. Uh, I think I downloaded it. It was the Two Second Lean. Yeah, it's the Lean Play app. The Lean Play uh, app. My book's just been put on it yesterday, which is great. It's a real honor that I'm on that platform. But Paul Aker's, um, I joke, he's like my surrogate dad. Um He's, he says back he's, uh, he's a very young father. But no, Paul's been a massive uh, influence on my life in the last few years. Um, I consider him a friend, but, you know, very... He originated this two-second lean concept, which was really the simplification of lean and taking all the consultant speak and complexity and um, how can I put it? The divorcing of the process of lean from the people doing the job properly. Um, Paul really came up with a simplified format of doing that. So for an organization, it's about a morning meeting um, where you teach your people to see waste and you build culture. And then you have a 3S improvement time where your people apply that learning and fixing their processes and fix what bugs them, improving every single day. And then you take your you do prefer videos uh, of your improvements in a whatsapp group and the next day in your morning meeting you celebrate that in a, in a simplified way that that is the two second lean system and paul came up with that and uh instead of the traditional way of doing lean would be an elite few consultants or facilitators doing lean in this approach every single person in the organization does lean it's total engagement and that's the difference. This lean is a culture-based uh, leadership challenge um, where in the former approach, people thought you could buy lean. You could buy in some consultants. They would fix your process for you, walk out the door in a very, how can I say, transient thing. It didn't affect your culture. It was a tool. So that's the big difference. And uh, yeah, Paul mentors me in so many ways. Um, 
very grateful to have him in my life. Fantastic human being. And he has thousands of people around the world that feel the same way. Absolutely. So, so lean is an ongoing process. It's not just a one-off. It's not just about bringing the high-paid consultants into the organization, making some little changes along the way, and then they sort of hit the high road. It is really an ongoing process. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. And like, so you're when you decide to take this approach, uh, you you basically say to yourself, right, we're going to have these morning meetings. We're going to have this improvement time. We're going to do it. For the foreseeable future, we could say forever, but the the, the goal, or let's say the the uh, the the gift that you get back in return, is you can have an organisation where literally everybody is switched on. People are tapping their fingers on the steering wheel coming to work because you're engaging with your entire workforce. Like the way I have taken Paul's model and maybe even simplified it further. This is about engagement first, because mistake people make with lean, they look for results now. That doesn't work. That's why one of the reasons it fails. Or they look for improvements now. And again, that doesn't work, not in a sustained way. The whole thing's built upon engagement and the engagement happens through having a morning meeting where everyone gets to contribute. You're developing your people every day. You rotate the person who takes the morning meeting. They get developed. Your whole company gets to lift their own capabilities individually. Improvement starts with I there. But that's the process. Engagement, improvement, results. That's how it works, and that's how it sustains. And that's a very simple form of the process I put forward. Improvement starts with I. Now, before we jump right into the book, a big shout out to Martin Gilchrist. Uh, Martin's missing the live uh, this morning. He's got to attend a meeting, but he's looking forward uh, to tuning back in later. Yeah, once again, Martin, thank you for stopping by this morning. Thanks, Martin. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to hearing your feedback. Once again, if you have any questions, Martin, for Tom, you want to link up with Tom, please do connect with Tom on LinkedIn. Uh, that's a great place to find him. He always is over there and he's talking about lots of cool stuff, in particular, Lean. Now, Tom, let's dive into the book. Let's talk about the book. Uh, the book's available on Amazon. Um, it's available for people to get access to. Uh, yeah, and as I said, we just put it on the Lean Play app, which is on all the app stores. It's available and it's an Audible clone, basically, but it's available for free on that app. So fantastic! Far so the away, book, get it the there. book is called Improvement Starts with. I, me, mm-hmm. you, everybody. Improvement starts with I, uh-huh. a practical guide to building an extraordinary, extraordinary uh, lean extraordinary. culture. Yeah. yeah. So tell us about the book. Um, I was sort mm-hmm. of scanning the book over the past couple of days. I'm going to order up a printed copy off Amazon because I like the printed copy. Summer yeah, holidays are coming time. around. I'm going to be going off and I'm looking something uh, really good to read on the summer holidays. But I sort of looking through it and there's a couple of things that sort of jumped out at me initially. You, you You've broken the book down very well. It's very digestible. It's very easy to follow. Um, For somebody who's never, ever heard of lean before, or maybe has heard that term before, you know, it's it's a business term. You know, what does it really mean? You've kind of broken it down into the five C's. And -hmm. you've talked about the first C, the second C, the third C, the fourth C, and then the fifth C. Take our Mm -hmm. listeners through what the five C's are, Tom. Uh Uh-huh. Well, basically, before we even get to the five C's, I'll just take a few seconds to explain the origin of the title. So improvement starts with I. Whenever I first came across Two Second Lean, I was working on a company transformation here in Northern Ireland. I got Two Second Lean immediately, and I wanted to do it. But the ownership team of the company were like, what, an hour? We were going, at that time, we were taking a half-hour morning meeting and a half-hour improvement time. One hour out of eight, we're not going to be banging widgets. And I was like, how do I persuade these people to do this? So I reached out to Paul. And I didn't know it at the time. And in fact, I didn't even realize it till a couple of months ago when the book was finished. The title comes from this very simple concept. So I, I exchanged with Paul and said, right, how do I persuade this management team to do this? And he said, uh, no, you don't persuade anybody. So he said, no, you start with yourself. Improvement. <laughs> he didn't use the term improvement starts with I, okay. but he said, start with your own waste. You have enough waste for 10 lifetimes. You start improving <laughs> that every day and you start getting excellent about everything you do 
and you will pull the rest of the organization with you. Start with your own waste. It's pull, not push. You will never push lean on anybody. Pull, not push. So there we go with that's where the title came from. And I started doing that straight away. And I've done it every day since. Tom, I love that. That is absolutely fantastic. I mean, we've all got so much waste about and so much stuff going on. I mean, and really, that's one of the most important things that you've just said there. And it's one of the things that I'm really going, wow, light bulb moment. Start with mm-hmm. myself. Before let, I try let, to... We will get to the five C's, but let, let's yeah. look at this waste subject. Because everybody, we talk about waste, waste, waste. I'll ask you a question, Wayne. If you were going to put up a picture, if you decided, you know, this evening you're going to put a picture up in the house, how long would it take you? Ooh. (laughs) I am not a DIY sort of a guy, so it probably would never get done. I'd end up getting somebody in to to put it up, Tom. Or Mm -hmm. I'd procrastinate. I'd say, yeah, I'll I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that the next day. Let's take all the procrastination out of the equation. (laughs) You're going to do it. Okay. How long would it take you? Just a guess. Um, Five minutes? Yeah. Three yeah, probably, hours? Probably a half an hour, 45 right, minutes okay. maybe, maybe. So let's look at that process and go, right, we'll, we'll define value and non-value, which non-value is waste, value is not waste. So in that process, how much value do you think you actually, what percentage of that time did you add value? real value and we'll and i'll go even more detailed that's when something changed something physically changed that a customer would be willing to pay for or you know you were happy happened it's a good question it's a good question um right well for our listeners we'll cut to the chase i'm putting up yeah the, uh, the picture i either drilled in the wall or i yeah. banged the nail in with a hammer that was the only piece of value added that happened in that whole process. So when we say all the running around, finding the tools, you know, deciding this and all of that total waste. So when you look at a process okay. like that, well over 99% of the time was non-value added. So when you start to see life like that, then you start to see waste everywhere. So, so the so the actual value, let me get this right. The actual value is the picking up of the hammer, hammering no. that nail into the wall and putting no, the picture up. No, just that bit. Just, just that bit. So just putting just the picture the, up. Yeah. You know, because okay. you could walk around with a hammer. You could have to go over there to get the hammer. The hammer could be half an hour away. Always. In, in the back of the shed. Yeah. Finding yeah. the hammer is waste. Going to be deciding what the right screws is waste. That's that's okay. a, 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 and we can and we have eight wastes in lean for okay. physical processes. I go into the book that there's all kinds of waste. That's another that's another podcast. <laughs> but, so so but, it's about taking all of the waste out of it and and the actual value is in and, and it and it also never ends. That's the other okay. best part of, of this. That people go, oh, well, I've improved it. Yeah. But like, there's still waste in there. There's still non-value added, no matter what the process is. So that's what we're doing in the morning meeting every day, is we're helping our people understand where the waste is and where the struggle is. And like people misunderstand lean. Like for example, I've been asked even in the last few weeks, several times, what about a unionized environment? How do we do waste lean there? It's easy. You're not asking people to work harder. You're asking people to struggle less. What's not to like about that? (laughs) So, dear union, we want your people to work less hard. Yeah. That's what this process is about. When we take all the struggle and inefficiencies out, life's easier. So there's another phrase in lean. Lean is hard work that makes life easy. So we work hard at improving the process to make the process easy. So things get better every day. So hopefully you get the idea. So the five C's, we rush into that. Candor, commitment, coaching, consistency, and continuous learning. Candor, very quickly, is just about you want, it's the, it's the plank that all lean is built on. So candor is a, a rare commodity in today's society. People confuse being nice with being good, and they're very, very different. 
So we need to be to take this candor is about being direct, being able to surface problems safely in an organization culture. It's not about being nasty or rude to people. This phrase that uh, I, I was able at another mentor years ago taught me this phrase, speak without offending, listen without defending. So candor needs to be reinforced in your culture. And again, that happened in meeting. So we are reinforcing these cultural aspects every day. We're not putting them up on a notice board and leaving them there. We're reinforcing them every day. So that's candor. And in candor, there's also another, uh, there's basically three sections in that chapter. The next part is about change the people or change the people. Again, tender subject. But if you're a leader and you're gonna do this process, you need to look at yourself and be candid with you. Why are you doing this? Have you got the characteristics to make this work? What about your team? Most, if, In my own experience, you look at your team and go, he's good, she's good, uh, problem. You need to just get that, change the people or change the people. Because if you're misaligned at a senior level here, this will fail. You have to have everybody at the top table on board with this. And then finally, you're looking at your your. For example, your key performance indicators, how you pay people. You need to assess all that before you even start this journey. So that counter is very important. Took too long over explaining it, but that's that's uh, the, the book. Now, before, Tom, you, before you yeah. move on, I want to make a huge shout out to uh, Denise Devlin. Uh, Denise popped in this morning. Thank you so much, Denise, for your comment. We really appreciate that. Engagement, improvement, results. So positive and perfect for teams. And Denise it, has also yeah. said, Denise has also said, I've heard the term lean, which many people have, Tom. They've heard that term before, but she's now intrigued. She's going to order yeah. the book. So fantastic. That's great. Uh, I'd like to play a part in demystifying the term lean. And, and I think you know, at the end of the day, getting rid of waste in your in your process, your life, it's, it's a simple thing. And uh, anybody can do it. I actually do think, and maybe I'll be the guy to write it, there's a, there's a home version of lean that really needs to be written. Uh, and every that. And every person version of lean. Yeah. It's, it has this image of being a... Uh, Business, 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 yeah. organization thing, and, and and it is in a way, but when you take it back to I, yourself, and you start seeing waste everywhere, then yeah, it, it's 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 an every person thing, and an every business thing, and an every organization thing, literally. It so, really is. It really everybody's is. Everybody's got a process. Everybody's got an outcome of a process. So, yeah, the C's, the commitment part's about understanding what you're getting into. And very simply, if you're looking at investing half an hour a day in this, all you got to do is get about 8% better. And that time's free forever. So it's not, it's not the investment people think it is. And then you're deciding you're, you're you're making the commitment to yourself that this is going to be your number one priority. And that's a hard thing. It's another reason why it fails. Because people decide they want to delegate it. That's a very common approach. Buy or delegate lean. So the top people aren't practicing it. It's another, if people come in from a larger organization, the reason why most big transitional transformational initiatives fail is because management support it. They don't embody it. They don't lead by example. It's everyone wants everyone else to change is one of my favorite phrases, (laughs) but they're not doing it themselves. And that carries further down into the organization, not just the leadership. So everybody's there going, I'd be happy if, uh, if, if the people weren't late with their orders, I'd be fine. Uh, (laughs) But they're not looking in their own of control about what they can do and that and that's again where it all comes down to culture because you as a business leader and as a management team and as individuals we need to reinforce those expectations and behaviors every day and celebrate when we're getting it right and it's it is in my opinion it is devastatingly simple but the, the part, again, I, I love this. I, when I was researching the book, I found out that the word priority was only used in the singular up until about the middle of the 20th century. 
So we have this priorities thing, which basically denigrates the word. And uh, when we're looking at being world class, uh, I use the analogy in the book. I was coaching uh, Black Box in Belfast around this subject last year. And when they first came to me and it's all right, okay, we want to do lean and we want to be world class. It's like going to the gym and you see somebody with a 12 pack of abs and you go, wow, I want those. I want a a set of abs like that. You don't get to have that if you're like putting that as one of your priorities. If you're like having a few nights on the beer and hitting McDonald's a few times a week, you don't get a 12 pack of abs. You have to make it your priority is the only way you get to be world class at anything. So you can use lean as the vehicle that takes your company wherever you want it to go, whether that be, you know, the most profitable, the biggest rug company in the UK, for example, very local here in Newry, awesome lean company, or you're going to be the best product development company in the world, but you use lean to get you there. So you put your people in your priority and developing your people as your number one priority and all the rest will follow. But what people typically do, they put all their emphasis on the results. Remember this again? Looking at the results that have happened and the emphasis is wrong. Their their emphasis is on the outcome, not what's driving the outcome. And in every organization, your engagement with your people and the quality of their skill set at understanding what they're doing and eliminating waste and improving the experience for the customer and all of those things. If you're doing all of those things, well, what's going to happen with your results? <laughs> so that's where the emphasis needs to be. So the so so lean then is the vehicle. That, 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 that's a great lean way to the vehicle that takes it's, you where you want to go. Yeah, it's the vehicle. Fantastic. So another big shout out to Denise. Uh, this is awesome info. I'm getting insights. So glad I was guided to watch this live. Thank you. And I, and I only got the two C's. <laughs> we only got one. We're going to move on. We're going to move on to the next C that yeah. is coaching, which people are yeah. familiar with. People have heard before the term coaching. Um, tell us a little bit about that when it comes to lean. Um, well, every great lean organization has a really great coach at the top of it. And, and generally a bunch of coaches that have developed over that time. So the, that chapter of the book is about developing your coach team. So it's about developing a critical mass of people in an organization that are lean, crazy people like me. And they're practicing lean every day. They're leading by example. And they understand how to coach others. And again, it's part of the pull, not push strategy. You create that learning club is the vehicle I use here, where we're, say, having a six-week in three Friday afternoon. We're going to bring 10 or 15% of the organization together. And we're going to learn lean before we start that morning meeting process and get those people practicing lean at a high level and the other people being curious about what they're doing. So that's part of this pull, not push process. You don't want to push. You never push lean onto an organization. You create that pull. And a key part of pull is curiosity. So I talk about in the book that uh, somebody in my life has a condition called PDA. It's pathological demand avoidance. And I learned with them, carrot and stick doesn't work. So the traditional management method that modern companies still use is carrot and stick. And what I learned with having this experience was that didn't work. And, it, and you have to use curiosity to create any desire for them to learn anything or even participate in anything. And what I started to understand was that's not just people with PDA. We're all like that. If you, if you, you know, the exam that you crammed for that you couldn't remember a thing now. Yeah. But, it, but if it's something you're passionate about, you want to learn and you want to be. So again, on the pull, not push part, it's creating that 
that advocate group, that critical mass. So if you're a business leader, you're not just doing it by yourself. You've got a lot of people carrying this load when you go to into this proper morning meeting process. And you're creating organizational curiosity because people are looking at these people and go, look at all that stuff they're doing. I want to do that. That's how you do it. So coaching, uh, but I one we I'll pick one little thing out of coaching that fascinates me and I've seen it done wrong so many times. So you're a leader in a company or a senior person in a company and somebody comes to you with an improvement idea and they've never done it before. And you go, oh, well, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. You know, you, yeah, I think you should do it like this. Or it could be better if you did it like that or worse still. No, I think yeah. I, I coach people not to use the word no. So somebody comes, somebody, so you got a newbie that wants to improve stuff and they come with their idea. Just say yes, unless it's going to be denigrate quality or cost the company a pile of money or let people fail. It's an important part of the growth process. If people get their solutions, let's say, negatively watered on <laughs> then the next one will be a long time coming and second when you let people make mistakes they grow the growth comes from the mistake if you're short-circuiting that process then you're short-circuiting the development of your people so uh, coaching is so important in this process but it's fun and uh the sort of framework in the book is to give people a guideline, a very actually specific set of guidelines of how you do that process. So, yeah. And I love, I love that, Tom, um, just to, to sort of take a sort of a, a break there on that. I, lo- I love that idea about don't use no. I mean, we can all remember times when we were with companies and organizations where we had an idea, an idea that we thought was going to was going to improve the organization. Maybe it was going to improve efficiency or culture or something like that. Maybe we had when we were growing up as kids, we came to our parents with an idea. Uh, we went to the teacher or when we went to one of our peers with an idea and they said no. And that no can have a real detriment impact mm-hmm on that person, as you rightly say, coming forward in the future uh, with their ideas and their suggestions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just about encouragement and understanding that that's part of the process. So even if you know 20 better answers, no, no, let, let that person express themselves. Let that person learn the answers. You don't learn if somebody just gives you the solution. It's also disrespectful. Listen, respect for people is a huge part of linking. So whenever you give a solution, you're in a way disrespecting them because they have the solution. You just have to, your job is to support them getting there as a coach. And the long-term results of that, that's, that's what Toyota do. Like a lot of this thinking comes from Toyota. So their whole management development program is around challenging like, it's not easy. This is the other thing. They'll challenge a new engineer, for example, with projects, right, go go, go get that done. And it, But it's not like a Western style of leaving them to it. They're supported and coached, but they're under a lot of pressure. And I, I see Lean as deeply spiritual, and there's a spiritual expression, without friction, there is no growth. So there's nothing in the world that grows without friction. And the, the challenges that you encounter are how you grow. So it's creating a challenge environment, not like leaving people to drown <laughs> and helping them and nurturing them to grow. And, and when you can do that in an organization, you end up with a bunch of very, very capable people who are happy as well. Like Absolutely. You, a, one of the lean expressions is you can measure lean progress by the number of smiles you see when you walk around a company. And that's so true. So true. So true. I want to say a huge uh, hello this morning to Shane Meehan. Thanks for joining us on the podcast this morning. Uh, Shane says, completely agree with Tom. Uh, genuine commitment from senior management is uh, critical to embed lean culture within an organization, but you need lean champions to yeah. create and maintain a lean culture. Absolutely. And that's what that part of the coaching chapter of the book is about creating that bunch of advocates the apostles, the lean apostles that are going to help carry this through the early stages. 
Absolutely. So let's take it on to the next two uh, C's, Tom. We're, we're getting it's some man. amazing getting insight away. here this morning. Great feedback from the people listening in this yeah, morning. Yeah, really great. Really appreciate thanks, all thanks the comments. Uh, please keep those comments coming in. If there's a question you'd like to ask Tom today on the podcast, don't forget we're going out live across YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, and Twitter this morning. There's going to be a replay of this podcast available on Spotify and iTunes. So if you miss it, the replay, of course, will be available on LinkedIn later on today if you want to pick that up uh, and Tom will be checking in if there is any questions he'll pick that up but when you do want to connect with Tom um, I'll have his details available later on you can connect with Tom on LinkedIn so Tom take us to the next fourth C yeah. which is consistency consistency is uh, I, I had a lot of uh, the title for this chapter could have been a bunch of cuss but I actually chose consistency because it sounded boring <laughs> I deliberately chose it because it sounded boring because it's the it is the repetition part of the recipe so you need to do this every day and you need to have a structure so our structure that we rec- that we advocate is a morning meeting where we're teaching people to see waste we're building our culture we're celebrating the success from yesterday's improvements in a nutshell that's what the morning meeting is and I've and I give a lot of recipe examples for the morning meeting because it's not the same in every organization to be effective. So, you know, the company that I'm a business partner in Lumen Electronics, we have six people and we're practicing this. Your morning meeting for six people isn't the same as your morning meeting for 100. If you've got remote workers, you need another set of ingredients and so on. So we talk about that in detail. And I, I know literally won't say hundreds but many dozens of organizations who are doing this all over the world that I'm closely networked with um, so I've been able to distill that down into a lot of you know a pick and mix of things for your morning meeting and then the next part related to coaching you have your improvement time and 3s which is sweep sort and standardize it's a problem solving methodology so you are doing that for the the second part of your consistency routine and in there there's a bunch of behaviors and processes about how to do that properly but consistency is what that's about it's about doing it every day you're you're going to face challenges which is where your commitment comes back in it's like oh i don't know what to improve now that's a typical one and that's a signal there's a growth opportunity so I don't know what to improve now. Well, your process isn't perfect, that's for sure. So we need to deepen our training and our knowledge so that we can get to see the waste because it's there. So that's that's really what consistency is about, but it's a critical part of the recipe. So it's all about sort of, you know, and, and this is something that even in my own business and my own personal life, I try to be consistent in what I'm doing at, at all times. But sometimes I, I, I sort of fall off the wagon, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and probably we're all guilty of that uh, sometimes. And one of the things I've been looking at is taking that one step back in your process there, Tom, and, and having a coach there in behind me. Yeah, me very, I'd recommend it highly. Yep. Very, very much so. So I wrote the book in a manner that somebody could pick up the book. The book's free in so many ways. And people can get real value from the book. It'll, if you want to do this, you know, I'm getting, thank, I'm such a beautiful experience being me right now. Because I'm getting, I haven't even launched the book yet. I'm getting a few messages every day from the books really helped me. It's so much better. I, I can do the, it's, the value's there and people are telling me that. But if you want to do this properly, especially if you've got a decent-sized organization, I'd, rec- I'd highly recommend you use a coach because somebody like me that's done it a few times, and I've done change initiatives, well, easily half a dozen I've done now, and you can save yourself a lot of heartache and mistakes, plus you've got somebody to kick your bottom if and holds you accountable, which is so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the accountability of uh, this is so important, right? Mm-hmm. 
So uh, yeah, that's it's a that's a big part. Now let's talk about the final C, which is a C that I absolutely love. I'm sometimes addicted to this um, mm-hmm. continuous learning. I uh-huh. mean, uh, I just find in in my world, and I'm sure it's the same in your world. A lot of people who are listening in today to this podcast, um, continuous development, continuous learning is really important, um, and, and that's that's the fifth C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I joke. It's my it's my joke that lean spelt wrong. It's got an R missing. So it really is about that. Lean yeah. is about a yeah. continuous learning organization. And so, you know, if you're looking, if you're getting better and better and better and better and better every day, if you don't continuously learn, you will hit that roadblock of what do I improve next? Because you do, you don't have the the skills or the knowledge to see the ways to know what to do next. That's what the basic concept of continuous learning is. When I was writing the book, um, I'd re- I'd finished the book of consistency, and then I can't even remember why. So there was a spell before I was totally booked. and we came across a couple of really important learnings in our own experience at Lumen that I, I wrote essays on that turned into the last chapter so we have one that's your eight wastes are not toyotas which we did a, a like a, the association of manufacturing excellence are a, a global organization for lean and we were privileged to do a virtual tour with paul acres and them around this subject so this one was lean heresy because traditionally you had eight wastes that were well defined and we were saying no in a third millennium company the wastes are different so we're an electronic engineering firm all of our values added at a computer there is no real physical process for a lot of what value we add so we that identified waste within that process so when now i'm the books out there i'm telling people find your own waste and name it so you know if you're doing podcasts right well where's the waste so oh i didn't understand this that and the other Let's have a checklist. Everybody that participates is going to get instructions, clear instructions about what's going to happen before we start, etc. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, the waste aspect of that is, is fascinating when you get going on it. So, you know, one of our biggest wastes are meetings or excess emails or excess communication with a customer that doesn't generate value. The waste everywhere. So that was part of our continuous learning at Lumen. Now we're sharing that with everybody in the world. So the other one is around standards. I've, uh, it's a, a, we've software that we developed called GembaDocs, which has been another part of my personal lean journey. Now we've got about 70 customers around the world who are all lean companies using GembaDocs. It's a, Gemba means workplace in Japanese. And GembaDocs is about being able to produce easy, standard operating procedures and work instructions for completing tasks. And it's super easy to use. That was another typical lean thing. It used to take an afternoon to do a really basic process. Now you can do it in a few minutes with GambaDocs and anybody can use it. Um, it's been a really enlightening experience. So the, I wrote a uh, part of the last chapter is about the benefits of standards and the democratization of standards that GambaDocs lets you do. Uh, it's it's cool. So so lean is absolutely everywhere. Um, it's it exists in all aspects of our life, and it also exists in all aspects of our business. And it's something mm-hmm. that we we sort of we need to look at now. Before we finish up, there's I always like to finish up with a little bit of a summary. But in your case, we're not going to do a summary. Um, your background is very much in you're you're an entrepreneur at heart, Tom. I know this. Um, we've sat down over many's of bagels in the brick cafe and we've talked about ideas. Uh, we've sort of bounced a few things off the wall. Um, uh, we've got a lot of entrepreneurs listening into the podcast, uh, business owners, uh, maybe people who are starting out on their business journey, um, graduates, uh, maybe considering taking that first step into the world of entrepreneurship. I want to ask you before we finish up today, Tom, what will be your top three tips to date? I'm putting you on the spot here. I'm just throwing this sort of curveball at you, but what will be the sort of three things that you are, you think is really important uh, for somebody starting out on their business journey today or mm-hmm. a business who's been established for mm-hmm. a number of years? What will be mm-hmm. the three things that people need to take on board? That's a great question. Total curveball as well, by the way. My first tip would be stop. Stop do stop doing. 
Okay. My, my biggest, uh, let's say, the, the parts of my career that haven't gone so well was due to me not stopping, being so action-orientated that just diving on in. And I had a great expression I heard the other day, it's nothing worse in life than running very fast in the wrong direction. Yeah. <laughs> I love so you it. can work really hard in the wrong direction and get absolutely yeah. nowhere. True. So true. So, so learning to stop, the great book, um, The Road Less Stupid, and it, fundamentally that book advises you to spend a lot of thinking. So I think whenever people are able to take a helicopter view and go, Am I, is what I'm working on the right thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's, that's the first thing. And there's a, so, so many deep questions in there. Am I energized by this? Is this something I love doing? Because if it isn't, don't. Yeah. No money in the world is going to pay you for that. So as you can probably tell, the subject energizes me immensely and in, in engaging with Gambadox customers is one of my favorite things so you know yeah good what comes sorry so that's first one stop make sure you know that what you're doing is the right thing you're doing second only do stuff that is fully energizing to you and minimize the rest that, that's waste again you know, that's waste of your life, hours that you never get back. So do that energizing subject. And the third one is make sure, maximize the value that you're giving people. And don't really worry that much about getting paid for it. Maximize the value is the most important thing. My guru, I, I'm, I am a, I'm a deeply spiritual person. I have a guru. Um, Yogananda is my guru, and he talks a lot about business. And he says the purpose of business is to create as much benefit for as many people as possible. It's so true. So when you take that approach, only good things happen. That is so true. Tom, those are three excellent excellent tips and they're so beneficial in so many different ways and i like how you mapped it back to lean in the second tip as well about the waste <laughs> i thought that was that was nice that was nice and it, it, it's nice for people to think about that but before we finish up let's sort of let's sort of give people an idea where can they find the book um i've got the name up on screen here improvement starts with i a practical guide to building an extraordinary extraordinary lean culture it's available now on amazon but where else can people get it you mentioned the paul acre app as well yeah the, the lean play app my software company built a lean play app which is great it's good karma because we have my books going on there which is fantastic that's fantastic. that would be my recommended way to digest the book download the lean play app and it's for free on there and audible and i have a website improvement starts with i.com which will uh, it should be live next week where every which way of um, digesting uh, improvement starts with i is, is available i'm going to put it on youtube for free uh and on audio as well uh, all of that will be happening next week but right now lean play app and amazon brilliant that's fantastic so check out the website check out amazon this is the book that i definitely think is going to change your business and your organization but not only that i love there's it on screen i love the idea that tom is saying that there might be future books for lean in the home uh which i think is fantastic i know many people who could benefit of that particularly yeah, how, you, how you lay out your kitchen properly for example. yeah yeah i like all the waste <laughs> that you have in your home it's i mean it's it's absolutely fun. Yeah, we were told it's fun it's a it fun, is fun process well look tom i want to thank you for your time today to join me on this episode of the podcast i want to thank everybody for their input today we had lots of people yeah, joining the podcast, thank which you, was William. fantastic. Yeah, no, it's been absolutely fantastic. I'm going to do a full summary of the podcast, which is going to be available on the uh, the podcasted version that you can pick up on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, so there will be a summary, a little bit of an extra bit there that's going to be bolted on. So if you've listened to the podcast already here today live, I do uh, recommend that you pick up the replay of the podcast because there is going to be that extra bit where I'm going to be doing my summary of what we talked about today on the show. I have two pages of notes, Tom. 
<laughs> right in front of you here. And I'm even thinking about lean steps for the podcast. I mean, yeah, that, yeah that's so important because there's a lot of waste with the podcast. I'm going, there is so much waste with the podcast. I need to, I need to start thinking about that. And one of the things you'll, you'll be impressed with this, Tom, the reason why I'm doing the live podcast or one of the reasons that I'm doing the live podcast now is it gives me the opportunity to cut down on some of the waste because mm-hmm. what I can do now is I can repackage this. I can repurpose it into the audio version and I get two two podcasts for the price of one effectively. Mm-hmm. So I think that's value. probably that's a good example of uh, it is of, of, it's of, of, extra it. value. It's extra for the value. Same effort. Absolutely. But there's much, much, much more work to be done. Also, I want to say, if you do want to connect with Tom, please do check out his LinkedIn profile. Tom is probably one of the most approachable people I've come across uh, in my in my journey to date. Um, we meet up regularly. We have coffees. Um, he's a fantastic man just to sit down and shoot the breeze with. So if you're not connected with Tom, please do do that. I'm going to make along to one of Tom's yoga sessions. I know that I've said that before. I do want to come. We haven't talked about that today. But yeah, Sunday mornings, Wayne, we're starting our meditation chats and qigong all happening in our place on sunday mornings i think part of it i think that's another podcast that we could potentially do in the it, it future. certainly is uh, my favorite recent quote is the calm mind gets things done the calm <laughs> mind gets things done. i think that's a great place um to leave it at today the calm mind gets things done What a great place to finish off an excellent episode with my good friend, Tom. The calm mind gets things done. There's just so many different takeaways to take away from this particular episode. Um, Improvement starts with I. I mean, the title of the book alone makes you start to think about where the overall improvement needs to start, whether it's within your business, uh, your organization, uh, whether it's within your community, uh, or indeed whether it's in your personal life. That improvement really needs to start with you. And I think that's really important. And I think that's a really key message uh, in today's podcast. Um, It's all about really trying to find ways to get rid of the waste, try to improve efficiencies within our organization. And I'm even thinking of my own business uh, and the steps that I have to go through in order to produce this podcast, um, the steps that I have to follow. Can it be more efficient? Can it be more leaner? Can I remove some of the waste? Tom, of course, talked about the importance of culture within organizations and why you should never say no. And I think that's really interesting. We've all been there. We've all experienced that in our personal lives, in our business careers. uh, You know, we've went to uh, a person within an organization We've went to our parents, uh, we've went to a teacher, uh, we've went to somebody and we've asked or we've come up with an idea that we wanted them to consider. We wanted them to take that idea on board. And we all know how the, or the impact that it can have whenever somebody says no. And I thought it was really interesting that Tom was saying, you know, never say no, always say yes and let people fail. Throughout my own business career, throughout my journey in life, there's been so many failures failures along the way. There's there's failures happening all the time. And sometimes those failures uh, can be uh, difficult to overcome. Sometimes you feel that that failure now is the final straw or the straw that broke the camel's back and it's just not worth moving forward. But failures in life and failures in business are all part of the journey. Um, And I think that's really important for people to keep in mind. If you're somebody who's listening into this podcast today and maybe, you know, things are difficult, you know, COVID-19 has made things extremely difficult for a lot of people out there. My own uh, business included has experienced some really challenging and difficult times. Um, You know, you might have your own experiences of this as well. So really start to think and about where you can learn from those experiences, but how you can implement those experiences and those things that you've learned along the way moving forward. Uh, They can help push your business in the right direction that it needs to move forward too. So once again, a huge thank you to Tom for for taking time out today to join me on episode 59 of the podcast. I know that I learned a huge amount in this episode today. I'm going to pick up the book, a copy, a physical copy of the book. Uh, I've got that digital copy at the moment, but I want to pick up that physical copy of the book uh, and I want to take that with me on holidays. And once again, if you have forgot what the name of the book is, Improvement Starts With I, A Practical Guide to Building an Extraordinary Lean Culture. Do make sure you stop by and check out Tom's website, give 
my connection on LinkedIn. If you do have any questions uh, for Tom, please do reach out uh, and get in touch with him. He's a very approachable guy and he's always willing to help people out in any way he can. Don't forget, as always, if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, uh, if you're listening over on Stitcher Radio or indeed over on Spotify, please do rate and review the podcast. Ratings and reviews are really important and they do help other people find out about the show. If you haven't already yet done it uh, and you're somebody who'd like to launch your own podcast, there's so much opportunity for people creating really amazing podcast experiences. Everybody's got a story to tell. If you want to get in, get on board with creating your own podcast, please do stop by my website, zerolivesleftpodcast.com. Check out the website. Lots of great information available over there. And you can also get your hands on my ebook on how to launch your own podcast, my seven simple steps to successfully launch a podcast. And that's available for download right now over on the website. I want to thank you once again for listening into today's podcast. And I want you to keep an eye out for the next episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast, which is coming your way very soon. Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.